Chapter 3.31, Part 4 of Personal Narrative of Travels to the Equinoctial Regions of America during the years 1799 to 1804, Volume 3, by Alexander von Humboldt. Translated by Thomasina Ross. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 3.31, Part 4 Coffee. The cultivation of coffee takes its date like the improved construction of cauldrons in the sugar-houses, from the arrival of the emigrants of San Domingo, especially after the years 1796 and 1798. A hectare yields 360 kilograms, the produce of 3,500 plants. The province of Havana reckoned, in 1800, 60 cafetales, in 1817, 779 cafetales the coffee-tree being a shrub that yields a good harvest only in the fourth year the exportation of coffee from the port of the havana was in eighteen o four only fifty thousand arrobas it rose in eighteen o nine to three hundred and twenty thousand arrobas in eighteen fifteen to nine hundred and eighteen thousand two hundred and sixty three arrobas in eighteen fifteen when the price of coffee was fifteen piastres the quintal the value of the exportation from the Havana exceeded the sum of 3,443,000 piastres. In 1823, the exportation from the port of Matanzas was 84,440 arrobas, so that it seems not doubtful that, in years of medium fertility, the total exportation of the island, lawful and contraband, is more than 14 millions of kilograms. From this calculation, it results that the exportation of coffee from the island of Cuba is greater than that from Java, estimated by Mr. Crawford in 1820 at 190,000 picoles, 11 and four-fifths millions of kilograms. It likewise exceeds the exportation from Jamaica, which amounted in 1823, according to the registers of the Custom House, only to 169,734 hundredweight, or... 8,622,478 kilograms. In the same year, Great Britain received, from all the English islands, 194,828 hundredweight, or 9,896,856 kilograms, which proves that Jamaica only produced six-sevenths. Guadeloupe sent, in 1810, to the mother country, 1,017,190 kilograms. Martinico, 671,336 kilograms. At Haiti, where the production of coffee before the French Revolution was 37,240,000 kilograms, Port-au-Prince exported, in 1824, only 91,544,000 kilograms. It appears that the total exportation of coffee from the archipelago of the West Indies, by lawful means only, now amounts to more than 38 millions of kilograms, nearly five times the consumption of France, which, from 1820 to 1823, was, on the yearly average, 8,198,000 kilograms. The consumption of Great Britain is yet only three and one-half millions of kilograms. Note. Before the year 1807, when the tax on coffee was reduced, the consumption of Great Britain was not 8,000 hundredweight, less than one-half million of kilograms. In 1809, it rose to 45,071 hundredweights. In 1810, to 49,147 hundredweight. In 1823, to 71,000 hundredweight. In 
in eighteen twenty four to sixty six thousand hundredweight or three million five hundred and fifty two thousand eight hundred kilograms end of note the exportation of eighteen fourteen was sixty and one half millions of kilograms which we may suppose was at that period nearly the consumption of the whole of europe great britain taking that denomination in its true sense as denoting only england and scotland now consumes nearly two-thirds less coffee and three times more sugar than france the price of sugar at the havana is always by the arroba of twenty-five spanish pounds or eleven point four nine kilograms and the price of coffee by the quintal or forty five point nine seven kilograms the latter has been known to vary from forty to thirty piastres it even fell in eighteen o eight before twenty four reals the price in eighteen fifteen and eighteen nineteen was between thirteen and seventeen piastres the quintal coffee is now at twelve piastres it is probable that the cultivation of coffee scarcely employs in the whole island of cuba twenty eight thousand slaves who produce on the yearly average three hundred and five thousand spanish quintals fourteen millions of kilograms or according to the present value three million six hundred and sixty thousand piastres while sixty six thousand negroes produce four hundred and forty thousand cases eighteen millions of kilograms of sugar which at the price of twenty four piastres is worth ten million five hundred and sixty thousand piastres it results from this calculation that a slave now produces the value of one hundred and thirty piastres of coffee and one hundred and sixty piastres of sugar it is almost useless to observe that these relations vary with the price of the two articles of which the variations are often opposite and that in calculations which may throw some light on agriculture in the tropical region i comprehend in the same point of view interior consumption exportation lawful and contraband tobacco the tobacco of the island of cuba is celebrated throughout europe the custom of smoking borrowed from the natives of haiti was introduced into europe about the end of the sixteenth and beginning of the seventeenth century it was generally hoped that the cultivation of tobacco freed from an oppressive monopoly would be to the havana a very profitable object of commerce the good intentions displayed by the government in abolishing within six years the factoria de tobacos have not been attended by the improvement which was expected in that branch of industry the cultivators want capital the farms have become extremely dear and the predilection for the cultivation of coffee is prejudicial to that of tobacco the oldest information we possess respecting the quantity of tobacco which the island of cuba has thrown into the magazines of the mother country go back to seventeen forty eight according to the abbe Reynal, a much more exact writer than is generally believed that quantity from seventeen forty eight to seventeen fifty three average year was seventy five thousand arrobas from seventeen eighty nine to seventeen ninety four the produce of the island amounted annually to two hundred and fifty thousand arrobas but from that period to eighteen o three the increased price of land the attention given exclusively to the coffee plantations and the sugar factories little vexations in the exercise of the royal monopoly estanco and impediments in the way of export trade have progressively diminished the produce by more than one half the total produce of tobacco in the island is however believed to have been from eighteen twenty two to eighteen twenty five again from three hundred thousand to four hundred thousand arrobas in good years when the harvest rose to three hundred and fifty thousand arrobas of leaves 
128,000 arrobas were prepared for the peninsula, 80,000 for the Havana, 9,200 for Peru, 6,000 for Panama, 3,000 for Buenos Aires, 2,240 for Mexico, and 1,000 for Caracas and Campeche. To complete the sum of 315 million, for the harvest loses 10% of its weight in Merma y Iberias during the preparation and the transport, we must suppose that 80,000 arrobas were consumed in the interior of the island, on Los Campos, whither the monopoly and the taxes did not extend. The maintenance of 120 slaves and the expense of the manufacture amounted only to 12,000 piastres annually. The persons employed in the factoria cost 54,100 piastres. The value of 128,000 arrobas, which in good years was sent to Spain, either in cigars or in snuff, rama y polvos, often exceeded five million piastres, according to the common price of Spain. It seems surprising to see that the statements of exportation from the Havana, documents published by the Consulado, mark the exportations for 1816 at only 3,400 arrobas, for 1823 only 13,900 arrobas of tobacco on rama, and 71,000 pounds of tobacco torcida, estimated together at the custom house at 281,000 piastres. For 1825, only 70,302 pounds of cigars, and 167,100 pounds of tobacco in leaves. But it must be remembered that no branch of contraband is more active than that of cigars. Although the tobacco of the Vuelta de Abajo is the most famous, a considerable exportation takes place in the eastern part of the island. I rather doubt the total exportation of 200,000 boxes of cigars, value 2 million piastres, as stated by several travellers during latter years. If the harvests were thus abundant, why should the island of Cuba receive tobacco from the United States for the consumption of the lower class of people? I shall say nothing of the cotton, the indigo, or the wheat of the island of Cuba. These branches of colonial industry are of comparatively little importance, and the proximity of the United States and Guatemala renders competition almost impossible. The state of Salvador, belonging to the Confederation of Central America, now throws 12,000 tercios annually, or 1,800,000 pounds of indigo, into trade an exportation which amounts to more than two million piastres. The cultivation of wheat succeeds, to the great astonishment of travellers who have passed through Mexico, near the Cuatro Vias, at small heights above the level of the ocean, though in general it is very limited. The flour is fine, but colonial productions are more tempting, and the plains of the United States, that Crimea of the New World, yields harvests too abundant for the commerce of native cereals to be efficaciously protected by the prohibitive system of the custom house in an island near the mouth of the mississippi and the delaware analogous difficulties oppose the cultivation of flax hemp and the vine possibly the inhabitants of cuba are themselves ignorant of the fact that in the first years of the conquest by the spaniards wine was made in their island of wild grapes Note de muchas paras montesas con ubas se he cogido vino aunque algo agrio from several great bearing vines which grow in the mountains they extract a kind of wine but it is very acid herrera deck one page two hundred and thirty three 
gabriel de cabrera found a tradition at cuba similar to that which the people of semitic race have of noah experiencing for the first time the effect of a fermented liquor he adds that the idea of two races of men one naked another clothed is linked to the american tradition has cabrera preoccupied by the rites of the hebrews imperfectly interpreted the words of the natives or as seems more probable has he added something to the analogies of the woman serpent the conflict of two brothers the cataclysm of water the raft of coco the exploring bird and many other things that teach us incontestably that there existed a community of antique traditions between the nations of two worlds views of the cordilleras and monuments of america End of note. this kind of vine peculiar to america has given rise to the general error that the true vitus vinifera is common to the two continents the paros montesas which yields the somewhat sour wine of the island of cuba was probably gathered on the vitus tiliofolia which mr vildenau has described from our herbals in no part of the northern hemisphere has the vine hitherto been cultivated with the view of producing wine south of the twenty seven degrees forty eight minutes or the latitude of the island of ferro one of the canaries and of twenty nine degrees two minutes or the latitude of bushir in persia wax this is not the produce of native bees the millipones of la Traille, but of bees brought from europe by way of florida the trade in wax has only become important since seventeen seventy two the exportation of the whole island which from seventeen seventy four to seventeen seventy nine was only two thousand seven hundred robas average year was estimated in eighteen o three including contraband at forty two thousand seven hundred arrobas of which twenty five thousand were destined for vera cruz in the churches of mexico there is great consumption of cuban wax the price varies from sixteen to twenty piastres the arroba trinidad and the small port of baracoa also carry on a considerable trade in wax furnished by the almost uncultivated regions on the east of the island in the proximity of the sugar factories many bees perish of inebriety from the molasses of which they are extremely fond in general the production of wax diminishes in proportion as the cultivation of the land augments the exportation of wax according to the present price amounts to about five hundred thousands of piastres commerce it has already been observed that the importance of the commerce of the island of cuba depends not solely on the riches of its productions the wants of the population in the articles and merchandise of europe but also in great part on the favourable position of the port of the havana this port is situated at the entrance of the gulf of mexico where the high roads of the commercial nations of the old and the new worlds cross each other it was remarked by the abbe Reynal, at a period when agriculture and industry were in their infancy and scarcely threw into commerce the value of two million piastres in sugar and tobacco that the island of cuba alone might be worth a kingdom to spain there seems to have been something prophetic in those memorable words and since the parent state has lost mexico peru and so many other colonies declared independent they demand the serious consideration of statesmen who are called upon to discuss the political interests of the peninsula the island of cuba to which for a long time the court of madrid wisely granted great freedom of trade exports lawful and by contraband of its own native productions in sugar coffee tobacco wax and skins 
to the value of more than fourteen million piastres which is about one-third less than the value of the precious metals furnished by mexico at the period of the greatest prosperity of its mines note in eighteen o five gold and silver specie was struck at mexico to the value of twenty seven million one hundred and sixty five thousand eight hundred and eighty eight piastres but taking an average of ten years of political tranquillity we find from eighteen hundred to eighteen ten scarcely twenty four and one half million of piastres end of note it may be said that the havana and vera cruz are to the rest of america what new york is to the united states the tonnage of one thousand to twelve hundred merchant ships which annually enter the port of the havana amounts excluding the small coasting vessels to one hundred and fifty thousand to one hundred and seventy thousand tons note in eighteen sixteen the tonnage of the commerce of new york was two hundred and ninety nine thousand six hundred and seventeen tons that of boston one hundred and forty three thousand four hundred and twenty tons the amount of tonnage is not always an exact measure of the wealth of commerce the countries which export rice flour hewn wood and cotton require more capaciousness than the tropical regions of which the productions cochineal indigo sugar and coffee are of little bulk although of considerable value End of note. in time of peace from one hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifty ships of war are frequently seen at anchor at the havana from eighteen fifteen to eighteen nineteen the productions registered at the custom house of that port only sugar rum molasses coffee wax and butter amounted on the average to the value of eleven million two hundred and forty five thousand piastres per annum in eighteen twenty three the exportation registered two-thirds less than their actual price amounted deducting one million one hundred and seventy nine thousand piastres in specie to more than twelve million five hundred thousand piastres it is probable that the exportation of the whole island lawful and contraband estimated at the real price of the articles the merchandise and the slaves amounted at present to fifteen million or sixteen million piastres of which scarcely three million or four million are re-exported the havana purchases from abroad far beyond its own wants and exchanges its colonial articles for the productions of the manufacturers of europe to sell a part of them at vera cruz trujillo guayra and cartagena on comparing in the commercial tables of the havana the great value of merchandise imported with a little value of merchandise re-exported one is surprised at the vast internal consumption of a country containing only three hundred and twenty five thousand whites and one hundred and thirty thousand free men of colour we find in estimating the different articles according to the real current prices in cotton and linen bretanas platillas lienzos y hilo two and a half to three millions of piastres in tissues of cotton zarazas musulinas one million of piastres in silk rasos y generos de seda four hundred thousand piastres and in linen and woolen tissues two hundred and twenty thousand piastres the wants of the island in european tissues registered as exported to the port of the havana only consequently exceeded in these latter years from four millions to four and a half millions of piastres to these importations of the havana we must add hardware and furniture more than half a million of piastres iron and steel three hundred and eighty thousand piastres planks and great timber four hundred thousand piastres castile soap three hundred thousand piastres with respect to the importation of provisions and drinks to the havana it appears to me to be well worthy the attention of those 
who would know the real state of those societies which are called sugar or slave colonies such is the composition of those societies established on the most fruitful soil which nature can furnish for the nourishment of man such the direction of agricultural labours and industry in the west indies that in the best climate of the equinoctial region the population would want subsistence but for the freedom and activity of external commerce i do not speak of the introduction of wines at the port of the havana which amounted according to the registers of the custom-house in eighteen o three to forty thousand barrels in eighteen twenty three to fifteen thousand pipas and seventeen thousand barrels to the value of one million two hundred thousand piastres nor of the introduction of six thousand barrels of brandy from spain and holland and one hundred and thirteen thousand barrels one million eight hundred and sixty four thousand piastres of flour these wines liquors and flour are consumed by the opulent part of the nation the cereals of the united states have become articles of absolute necessity in a zone where maize manioc and bananas were long preferred to every other amylaceous food the development of a luxury altogether european cannot be complained of amidst the prosperity and increasing civilization of the havana but along with the introduction of the flour wine and spiritus liquors of europe we find in the year eighteen sixteen one and a half millions of piastres and in the year eighteen twenty three three and a half millions for salt meat rice and dried vegetables in the last mentioned year the importation of rice was three hundred and twenty three thousand arrobas in the importation of dried and salt meat tasajo for the slaves four hundred and sixty five thousand arrobas the scarcity of necessary articles of subsistence characterizes a part of the tropical climates where the imprudent activity of europeans has inverted the order of nature it will diminish in proportion as the inhabitants more enlightened respecting their true interests and discouraged by the low price of colonial produce will vary the cultivation and give free scope to all the branches of rural economy the principles of that narrow policy which guides the government of very small islands inhabited by men who desert the soil whenever they are sufficiently enriched cannot be applicable to a country of an extent nearly equal to that of england covered with populous cities and where the inhabitants established from father to son during ages far from regarding themselves as strangers to the american soil cherish it as their own country the population of the island of cuba which in fifty years will perhaps exceed a million may open by its own consumption an immense field to native industry if the slave trade should cease altogether the slaves will pass by degrees into the class of free men and society being constructed without suffering any of the violent convulsions of civil dissension will follow the path which nature has traced for all societies that become numerous and enlightened the cultivation of the sugar-cane and of coffee will not be abandoned but it will no longer remain the principal basis of national existence than the cultivation of cochineal in mexico of indigo in guatemala and of cacao in venezuela a free intelligent and agricultural population will progressively succeed a slave population destitute of foresight and industry already the capital which the commerce of the havana has placed within the last twenty-five years in the hands of cultivators has begun to change the face of the country and to that power of which the action is constantly increasing another will be necessarily joined inseparable from the progress of industry and national wealth the development of human intelligence 
on these united powers depend the future destinies of the metropolis of the west indies in reference to what has been said respecting external commerce i may quote the author of a memoir which i have often mentioned and who describes the real situation of the island quote, at the havana the effects of accumulated wealth begin to be felt the price of provisions has been doubled in a small number of years labor is so dear that a bozal negro recently brought from the coast of africa gains by the labor of his hands without having learned any trade from four to five reals two francs thirteen sous to three francs five sous a day the negroes who follow mechanical trades however common gain from five to six francs the patrician families remain fixed to the soil a man who has enriched himself does not return to europe taking with him his capital some families are so opulent that don matteo de pedroso who died lately left in landed property above two millions of piastres several commercial houses of the havana purchase annually from ten to twelve thousand cases of sugar for which they pay at the rate of from three hundred and fifty thousand to four hundred and twenty thousand piastres de la situation présente de cuba and manuscript such was the state of public wealth at the end of eighteen hundred twenty-five years of increasing prosperity have elapsed since that period and the population of the island is nearly doubled the exportation of registered sugar had not in any year before eighteen hundred attained the extent of one hundred and seventy thousand cases thirty one million two hundred and eighty thousand kilograms in these latter times it has constantly surpassed two hundred thousand cases and even attained two hundred and fifty thousand and three hundred thousand cases forty six to fifty five millions of kilograms a new branch of industry has sprung up that of plantations of the coffee tree which furnishes an exportation of the value of three millions and a half of piastres industry guided by a greater mass of knowledge has been better directed the system of taxation that weighed on national industry and exterior commerce has been made lighter since seventeen ninety one and been improved by successive changes whenever the mother country mistaking her own interests has attempted to make a retrograde step courageous voices have arisen not only among the habaneros but often among the spanish rulers in defence of the freedom of american commerce a new channel has recently been opened for the capital by the enlightened zeal and patriotic views of the intendant don claudio martinez de pinillos and the commerce of entrepot has been granted to the havana on the most advantageous conditions the difficult and expensive interior communications of the island render its own productions dearer at the ports notwithstanding the short distance between the northern and southern coasts a project of canalization which unites the double advantage of connecting the havana and batabano by a navigable line and diminishing the high price of the transport of native produce merits here a special mention the idea of the canal of guignas has been conceived for more than half a century with a view of furnishing timber at a more moderate price for shipbuilding in the arsenal of the havana in seventeen ninety six the count de haruko imopos an enterprising man who had acquired great influence by his connection with the prince of the peace undertook to revive this project the survey was made in seventeen ninety eight by two very able engineers don francisco and don felix Malamor these officers ascertained that the canal in its whole development would be nineteen leagues long five thousand varas or four thousand one hundred and fifty metres 
that the point of partition would be at the Taverna del Rey, and that it would require nineteen locks on the north, and twenty-one on the south. The distance from the Havana to Batabano is only eight and a half sea leagues. The canal of Guinness would be very useful for the transport of agricultural productions by steamboats, because its course would be in proximity with the best cultivated lands. Note. Steamboats are established from the Havana to Matanzas, and from the Havana to Mariel. The government granted to Don Juan O'Farrell, March 24, 1819, a privilege on the Barcos de Vapor. End of note. The roads are nowhere worse in the rainy season than in this part of the island, where the soil is of friable limestone, little fitted for the construction of solid roads. The transport of sugar from Guinness to the Havana, a distance of twelve leagues, now costs one piastre per quintal. Besides the advantage of facilitating internal communications, the canal would also give great importance to the surgidero of Batabano, into which small vessels laden with salt provisions, tasajo, from Venezuela, would enter without being obliged to double Cape San Antonio. In the bad season, and in time of war, when corsairs are cruising between Cape Catoche, Tortugas, and Mariel, the passage from the Spanish main to the island of Cuba would be shortened by entering not at the Havana, but at some port off of the southern coast. The cost of constructing the Canal de Guinness was estimated in 1796 at one million, or one million two hundred thousand piastres. It is now thought that the expense would amount to more than one million and a half. The productions which might annually pass the canal have been estimated at 75,000 cases of sugar, 25,000 arrobas of coffee, and 8,000 bocoyas of molasses and rum. According to the first project, that of 1796, it was intended to link the canal with a small river of Guinness, to be brought from the Ingenio de la Holanda to Quibican, three leagues south of Bejual and Santa Rosa. This idea is now relinquished, the Rio de los Guinness losing its waters toward the east in the irrigation of the savannas of Hato de Guanamon. Instead of carrying the canal east of the Barrio de Cerro and south of the fort of Atares in the Bay of the Havana, it was proposed at first to make use of the bed of the Chorrera or Rio Armanderas from Calabazal to Husillo, and then of the Sanya Real not only for conveying the boats to the centre of the Arabales and of the city of the Havana, but also for furnishing water to the fountains which require to be supplied during three months of the year. I visited several times with Monsieur Lamar the plains through which this line of navigation is intended to pass. The utility of the project is incontestable if in times of great drought a sufficient quantity of water can be brought to the point of partition. At the Havana, as in every place where commerce and the wealth it produces increase rapidly, complaints are heard of the prejudicial influence exercised by them on ancient manners. We cannot here stop to compare the first state of the island of Cuba, when covered with pasturage, before the taking of the capital by the English, and its present condition, since it has become the metropolis of the West Indies, nor to throw into the balance the candor and simplicity of manners of an infant society, against the manners that belong to the development of an advanced civilization. The spirit of commerce leading to the love of wealth no doubt brings nations to depreciate what money cannot obtain. But the state of human things is happily such that what is most desirable, most noble, most free in man is owing only to the inspirations of the soul, 
to the extent and amelioration of its intellectual faculties were the thirst of riches to take absolute possession of every class of society it would infallibly produce the evil complained of by those who see with regret what they call the preponderance of the industrious system but the increase of commerce by multiplying the connections between nations by opening an immense sphere to the activity of the mind by pouring capital into agriculture and creating new wants by the refinement of luxury furnishes a remedy against the supposed dangers End of chapter three point thirty one part four